0: Hope everybody had a great weekend. Thanksgiving week is here, and uh, hopefully everyone will have a safe Thanksgiving. Don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. Uh, issues remaining with the Islanders uh, as far as free agency is concerned and what's holding them back. We'll talk about that. We will talk about one of the uh, rumored proposals for realignment and how that'll affect the New York Islanders, plus more rumors going around that an Islander may be contemplating retirement and how that may affect the Islanders' salary cap situation. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more to talk about on today's show. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, a question, a topic, a comment you'd like to share, please feel free to send us an email, the email address for the show, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at lockedonisles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, rumors, and anything else that may be happening right now in that world. Let's start out with one of the rumors going around right now, that there is an Islanders player who is contemplating... Uh, either retiring or uh, may end up on the long-term injury list. That was reported by IonIsles.com. And look, uh, the rumored player, uh, according to uh, that source, is possibly Andrew Ladd. And look, let's face it, Andrew Ladd at this point in time, uh, if he were to retire— or get placed on the long-term injury list, that would only benefit the New York Islanders. Unfortunately, injuries have hampered Ladd over the course of his tenure with the Islanders. He has not been able to contribute. Look, the Islanders are paying Andrew Ladd right now like he's a top six forward. And even though the Islanders don't have an elite group of forwards, Andrew Ladd, not in that spot. And when you're paying a player north of $5 million a year, you have got to get, you know, 25, 30 goals, 60 plus points, power play production. You, you've you got to get uh, a, a lot of production from that player if you're going to keep them on your roster at that price point. And, you know, look, whether it's Lad's fault or not, he simply is unable to be that productive and is not worth right now the salary that the Islanders have to pay him. Now, if in the event that Lad chooses to retire, we are talking about saving a whole lot of salary cap space because. His salary would be wiped off the books, which would certainly be a benefit, and all of a sudden, the salary cap would give the—that would give the Islanders a little bit of breathing room to try to figure out what's going on. And, you know, according to this rumor, uh, the contract or the player that is contemplating retirement or being placed on the long-term injured reserve— That player is a big contract, according to that source. So, look, Ladd has a $5.5 million cap hit, and there's another three years left on that deal. So, the Islanders, if he were to retire, uh, they would end up having to pay him $3 million a year over the next three years, but the full cap hit would be cleared off the books, and boy, would that help the Islanders uh, really maybe resign Matt Barzal and open things up, but at the same time, you know, that may not be happening right away, and again, everything right now in the National Hockey League seems to be on hold and you know what i'll be honest with you uh right now the nhl owners and the nhl players are in a difficult situation because they cannot agree the owners as i reported on friday show have asked for additional money to be put in escrow by the players after the owners and the players sat down and agreed to a a collective bargaining agreement that already spelled that out. And look, the owners want more money back. The players obviously upset, feeling like they already gave up a lot of money. And the main reason right now, the biggest reason that none of these uh, potential contracts have been signed and nobody is really eager to sign free agents, you know, it's been mighty quiet around the NHL over the last week or two. And the reason for that is, for the first time, I'd have to say, there is a large amount of uncertainty as to whether or not the owners and the players will be able to reach an agreement and start the season come January 1st. There is not, quite honestly, a lot of time for them to reach an agreement. Because if you're going to get the season started January 1st, Yeah, you got to set the schedule, but look, you're going to need a minimum of, let's say, 18 to 21 days of training camp to get the players back into shape, to make your cuts, to figure out where, you know, which players go to the minors, which players make your roster, etc., etc., and that means you've got to have everything decided and in place within the next, you know, 10 days, let's say, Because you got to have your training camp starting by, I would say, around December 10th. You want to know what your divisions are, what your schedule is, travel, uh, whether fans will be in the stands. If so, how many? So much more that the league needs to figure out. And from a player's perspective, uh, you may want to know for sure how much money you're actually getting, how much you're going to have to put into escrow, all of that becomes an important consideration for players when they're trying to figure out uh, whether to sign here, whether to sign in Europe, whether to wait. Uh, There are a lot of considerations out there that need to be figured out, and hopefully the NHL and the players will be able to finalize something sooner rather than later so we can get this delayed 2020-2021 season underway at or near the target date of January 1st. We've got a lot more to discuss. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day still to come. Some more rumors out there that we definitely need to discuss, and uh, some of them are quite intriguing. Stay with us. We've got a lot more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Fans, If you're like me, you've tried a lot of different protein bars, but the consistency just isn't right. They taste a little off, and you just it's just hard to to really get into them but that is not true with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting candy bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, some with nuts, some without. And look, they've got six new flavors like cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake, caramel brownie, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew and you can have a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber treat. Tastes like you're cheating, but you're really doing something good for you, and it's great for the keto diet. Let's talk about my favorite flavor, cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right. Before we get to the Islanders' birthday of the day, a rumor going around right now that Derek Brassard, who was with the Islanders last year, has received offers to play in Europe. Brassard kind of keeping things on hold right now. Uh, he basically said he's not quite ready to commit to playing in Europe, but uh, basically Broussard, uh still contemplating it. And again, I think what I talked about earlier with the uncertainty about the escrow and when the season will start and where the cap is actually going to fit in uh, looks like Brassard is content to sort of wait it out until the situation clears up. Would the Islanders welcome Derek Brassard back on a very, very cheap deal, close to the veteran minimum? Maybe. He might just find a place to fit in at the bottom six of the Islanders' roster for depth, but I would tend to think that Derek Brassard will be playing elsewhere next year. The Islanders traded for Jean Gabriel Pajot. He is really going to be that third line center, which is really the reason they acquired uh Brassard originally. And the fact that Brassard, after having a great November, really cooled off for the rest of the season. Uh, he is probably unlikely to be back with the Islanders. All right, today's Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day late. His birthday was actually Sunday. But it's a very happy 77th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Burt Marshall. And Marshall came to the Islanders in their second ever season, 1973-74, stayed as an active player through 1978-79 when he was a player assistant coach and later was a, a head coach for the Islanders minor league team, the Indianapolis Checkers, for a couple of seasons got them into the playoffs back-to-back years, and then ended up being head coach of the uh, Colorado Rockies, which their franchise is now, of course, the New Jersey Devils, uh, and then went on to scouting and did a lot of work for a number of different teams. The thing about Burt Marshall, and I did have the pleasure of meeting him uh, before a hockey game out on the West Coast a few years back, Uh, great guy, very easygoing, good sense of humor. And what he added to the Islanders back in their second season was defensive stability. He was never a big goal scorer, never even scored five goals in an NHL season, but he really specialized in playing defense and taking care of his own end. And Al Arbor, you know, when the Islanders signed Al Arbor to be coach, that was the same year they brought in Burt Marshall, and in their second season, the Islanders cut their goals against by exactly 100 goals uh, over the course of that season as compared to their first. Al Arbor was a big reason for it, and one of the reasons Arbor was able to pull that off was Bert Marshall, and, and Marshall had served as captain of the California Golden Seals slash Oakland Seals franchise. He was a veteran, he was experienced, and he really helped that young Islanders team in their second ever season in order to, uh, you know, learn how to take care of things in their own end. And then when the Islanders went on that long playoff run in 1975, all the way to game seven of the semifinals that year, uh Burt Marshall was certainly a big reason for that success and and he was one of the few experienced players uh on that team who had been to the playoffs before and and knew what to do in a postseason situation. I right, we're going to go back and take a look at one of Burt Marshall's better games with the Islanders, a rare offensive game for him. Islanders in L.A. to take on the L.A. Kings, November 18th, 1976. Chico Resch in goal for the Islanders. Rogie Vashon, the goaltender for the Kings. 11,904 fans uh, in attendance at the Old Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California. Islanders get on the board first. Billy Harris, his fifth, from Clark Gillies and Brian Trottier, at 4:51 into the game, that was a power play goal as Gary Sargent of the Kings was off for hooking after one period. It was one to nothing. Islanders in the second period. The Islanders doubling their lead, Burt Marshall, our Islanders' birthday of the day with the unassisted goal at 1440. That made it two to nothing in favor of the Islanders. But the Kings get back in it with just two seconds left in that second stanza. Ab DeMarco. His third set up by Hall of Famer Marcel Dion at 19.58. It's a two-to-one hockey game after two periods. But in the third, the Islanders end it with an empty net goal by Billy Harris, his sixth, with just 10 seconds left in the game. Islanders skate away with a three-to-one win. Billy Harris with two goals, but the game-winning goal belonging to Bert Marshall he is of course our Islanders birthday of the day Brian Trachier led all Islanders players with four shots on goal meanwhile uh, Chico Resch with 23 saves to earn the victory so a very very happy birthday right now to the one and only Bert Marshall one of the nicer guys you'll want to meet and one of those guys who was a key to the Islanders' quick turnaround from expansion loser to Stanley Cup contender in just three seasons. We've got a lot more to talk about, including the potential realignment that the NHL's talking about for just this season, and we'll see how that'll affect the Islanders. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we are back, and look, let's, uh, Talk about this realignment situation because it really does seem to have a lot of possible consequences for the Islanders. And look, this is a rumor. It's not finalized yet, but we know it is very likely that there will be an all-Canadian division. So the Flames, Oilers, Canadians, Senators, Maple Leafs, Canucks, and Jets would be part of that Canadian division. Then the proposal I've seen... In the East Division, it would be the New York Islanders, along with the Bruins, Sabres, Hurricanes, Devils, Rangers, Flyers, and Capitals. Uh, That's a rough one. Now, you lose the Pittsburgh Penguins. They would not be in that Eastern Division. That is a little bit of a plus, but gaining the Bruins and a young up-and-coming Sabres team, uh, that would make it a little tougher For the Islanders out West, the Central Division would be the Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Panthers, Preds, Penguins, Blues, and Lightning. And the Western Division would be the Ducks, Coyotes, Avalanche, Stars, Kings, Wild, Sharks, and Golden Knights. Now, again, this is not finalized, and it would only be for this one season, hopefully— where COVID is having such a big effect on the schedule and and the ability of teams to cross over the uh, you know the, the border between the United States and Canada, and one of the rumors, and again nothing finalized at this point, but it may very well be, according to these rumors, that each team would only only play uh, games against their own division, possibly in order to keep many some mini-bubbles going or to minimize travel and minimize expenses. So, it's, uh, it's a difficult situation, but realistically speaking, uh, it could be that, you know, the Islanders are only going to play those other seven teams, over the course of this season. We will keep you posted on all the latest with regard to that, but it really becomes a situation where, again, out of those cities, there aren't many right now that would allow fans in the stands. And, you know, would they set up bubbles? Would they just play in empty arenas? We don't know yet. What the national? Interesting, and again, the clock continues to tick. And I think you know these questions: Are you traveling? Are there going to be fans? Who are you playing against? How many games is the schedule? How much money is being taken out of escrow? These are all things that Lou Lamarillo and the players and the owners all need to know before they can really sit down and plan out what this season is going to look like, budget, you know, against the cap, figure out what they need to do. Everything right now is on hold. And again, if you figure December 10th is roughly when you need to open training camp for a January 1st start to the season, you know, you're talking about what, two and a half, three weeks left. To start training camp, you got a lot of things that need to be settled, and I'll be honest with you, the bad blood between the players and the owners and the fact that the players really feel like the owners negotiated in bad faith, the the fact that the owners seem desperate to try to recoup as much money as possible given the fact that they're losing a lot of money because of COVID, all of this really frustrates hockey fans, and for the first time, I'm kind of pessimistic about that January 1st date. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong, but it's just looking more and more like it's gonna be a, a little game of chicken, and you gotta hope that by the end of the next two or three weeks, that everything falls into place, and we have an idea of what to expect. Whatever happens, we'll have it all for you right here, and uh, we're on our three show a week schedule right now. So uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, little after midnight, around 12:25 a.m. every day, our new shows will drop. If you subscribe to your podcatcher of choice, we will have that show waiting for you in your inbox. Don't forget, if you want a league-wide perspective on the National Hockey League, check out Locked On NHL. They'll keep you up to date on all the biggest stories all across the league, so check that out. It's a a great podcast, and Islander fans will love it. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back with a little bit more of the latest updates on what's happening in this negotiation, plus we'll talk about some things that Islander fans have to be thankful for as we head into Thanksgiving kind of a strange Thanksgiving when there hasn't been any hockey, but hopefully that will change very soon. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!